0: Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan, where we share tales of old as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. everyone, back inside the caravan. Tonight we have a very special guest, Voodoo Doll, who is a black magician with witchcraft in her blood. Welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you here. Good to be here. If you would, could you tell us a little bit of your backstory? How did you come to learn about your abilities and what inspired
1: the name Voodoo Doll? Let's see, uh, learning about my abilities. I've always been... One, to attract weird happenings ever since a child, um, hearing whispers, voices, um, being able to, I'm a really strong, hardcore telepath, so being able to know exactly what someone's going to say before they say it. I call it downloading, having Mm. conversations with people. I used to work in real estate. I used to work in bars and being able to hear an answer if I ask someone something and answer it after I ask them and then say, wow. How did you know that? You know, I'm being able to do that. <laughs> I didn't know that, that that was the thing. Never right. knew that that was the thing. But funny enough, the first thing on TV that I saw that made me realize that what I had was something different was when I saw True Blood and realized the main character oh. there, Turkey, can do the same thing. I'm like, she's doing what I'm doing. <laughs> so oh, that's amazing. That it's actually something. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know the word telepath. I had never heard the word telepathic. I didn't know what telepathic was. So that was the first thing. Mm-hmm. In my high school days I discovered some books at the library. Anything I could read on demonology. Um, even since the age of twelve I've been reading books on demonology in the little Akron Library, you can imagine is not very big, but I read everything <laughs> that they had. And it always resonated with me. So that opened some portals and some things Mm -hmm. started happening in my house with my mother. And I told her about the books and she was able to go ahead and cleanse, get everything out. She also has psychic abilities. She's clairvoyant, I guess you would say, clairvoyant, mostly in dreams, but she's also an energy sensitive. So if there's a lot of death around or a lot of trauma, she will physically get ill and vomit. So she she knows what she has. Yeah, she knows what she has. A lot of the women in my family have abilities. But uh, that's kind of how I came into my awakening. And then I chose the name Voodoo Doll because when I started practicing, magic voodoo was the first thing that I got into. But when I was in my mid-20s, I had a big, huge apartment in Phoenix, and I was asleep one night. And off my bedroom, there was a huge patio, and it had two glass Mm -hmm. doors. So that was an enclosed patio. And it had a koi wow. pond in it, and there was no way anybody could get out there because it had a roof on it, and my washer and dryer right. was out there and the koi, koi pond, and I heard tapping on glass, and it woke me up, and I was in a deep sleep, and I remember I woke up, I was awake, and I'm looking around like, what is that sound? And I looked at on the patio, and there was a woman outside on my patio on the other side of the glass, and she had her hair swaddled um, almost like you would think of a Buddha priestess that's how she was dressed oh, like an old
2: wow.
1: 1800s and she kept tapping oh. on the glass and she just started waving at me when wow. I looked at her and I pinched myself to make sure that I was awake and she was still there mm. and she was waving and waving and smiling and she had just you know like the, the big clothes like the big buttress and yes. all that stuff would make me oh. think that she was yeah 1800s and of course I wanted to faint but I, I remember I got really heavy with sleep again And I just waved back, and I remember how heavy my arm was, and I laid down, and I was like, this I will never forget in my life. When I woke up, I didn't forget it. I went outside to see if there was, like, footprints or anything. There was nothing, but that's why I chose the name Voodoo Doll, because I was called to voodoo. I had been practicing for, like, a year, and then I remembered that ancestor, and I said, oh, my God, it was her all along, (laughs) you know? That was kind of, like, guiding me here. And I said, for all I know, that could have been me out there and a past, oh,
0: past right.
1: life, a past, you know what I mean? So that's why I chose the name voodoo doll. I do not practice voodoo. It's not my main thing. I'm a black magician, technology, things like that. But that's why I chose the name, because that ancestor came to me and announced herself. And then years later, I started doing voodoo, and I think it was directly related to her visiting me.
0: Wow. Wow. That's really an incredible story. And it's really cool, too, that you mentioned that it could have been you, because... There's so many stories or experiences that we have that we see a spirit or a being and, and it's at the foot of our bed or it's in our dream. And we think that it's separate from us. But recently I've been learning that it could be a part of us. And so that's fascinating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like if if you think of our DNA as time capsules and everything that you've experienced and your ancestors have experienced our you know, the memories trapped in your blood. I mean, we still have our reptilian brain from that first ancestor that decided Mm. not to die and flee and evolve into... whatever, that is us. I believe right. that if you were a black magician, a magician, a witch, whatever you are in your past life, those things carry down. So I think it would be very silly to not think that in death, we as magicians in our past lives have mastered the ability for astral travel and possibly mm. we're visiting ourselves or I know I need to give myself a message and I'm going to go forward and tell right. myself this message while I'm still alive and my body in 1500s or whatever I'm making sure to get that message through to my future self time doesn't exist in a line it's not you can go backwards forwards up down so I I honestly believe a lot of times when we say "Oh, it's visited by an ancestor or an angel or whatever it could just be us Mm -hmm. knowing that that's the form that my future self is going to accept because I know who or how I was before I was awakened and so I'm going to appear to myself as an angel so I don't question myself <laughs> and I accept right. the message you know <laughs> so yeah I, no, I strongly exactly. I strongly believe that
0: that's amazing you know I remember when I was first learning about all of this and I was seeing things when I was a kid I remember there was a soldier I saw. And it scared me. It scared me a lot because he, it was like he was a skeleton, but he was in the soldier outfit. I had taken a picture and I actually had this on the picture and I had showed it to my dad's girlfriend at the time. And she had started telling me about how we, you know, it may be scary, but things will appear to us in a way that we understand. It's because they're trying to tell us a story or because they know that it'll either resonate with us and it'll click or... And they're doing it that way specifically. And so with this particular spirit, and I think I was about 14, he had wanted, from what I gathered, just help moving on. And, I, and I've and i since destroyed the picture because I, I've developed this feeling that if you do take a photograph of something, that the energy is still within it and it's a direct connection to you. So if I delete that stuff because... I just don't wanna have that connection. So so yeah, so I love that you were saying how you can appear to yourself in a way that yourself
1: at that moment will accept it. Yeah, for sure. I mean it's the same with entities, you know, we get a lot of a lot of times on these T V shows people are saying, Oh, it's a demon, it's this and that, it's not, it's mm-hmm. just a disembodied person that knows that this is what's going to scare you or this is what's gonna make you do this and this so they can <laughs> manipulate themselves yes (laughs) because they know that you're a christian and this is what is really going to get your goose you know so yes yeah it's uh, manipulation uh shape-shifting is all things that you're able to do once you're free of this little you know flesh of prison but yeah right. I, I honestly believe that that woman in my house very well could have been me she's definitely a part of me if it wasn't me 100 percent she's in me she's in my blood she's guiding me she she definitely is one of my ancestors for sure I could feel that from her it was just love like she honestly just came mm. through to say hi and she was so excited when she was Waving at me, I think because she's been trying to get my attention all along, and this was the first time she was successfully able to make me see her.
0: Wow! Like I have, I have goosebumps right now just listening
1: to the story. That's incredible. Yeah, she she was so excited. She was so excited. That's why I said voodoo doll. Not really Mm -hmm. even thinking about it. I'm like, oh my god! I said that that wonderful woman. That's yeah. I'm just gonna keep voodoo doll. Keep that connection to her. Right. Right now
0: would you be open to sharing kind of your journey that you've taken from going from opening up and doing voodoo in the beginning and then whatever other kind of magical practices that have led you up to the point that you're at now with working with. Oh yeah. um,
1: Yeah. Let's see. I I wasn't raised very religious. Uh, We're Baptist. The first straying, I guess I did away from Christianity is when I told you when I was 12 and I got a library card and was drawn Mm. to the demonology section. Now, this is in a time where we still had black and white TVs that you had to take pliers and turn <laughs> yes. the knob. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Like the- <laughs> like, so, so, there was no, <laughs> I'm dating myself, there was no internet back then this is the TV that we had in our home was the black and white TV. Um, The TV used to go off at night. Uh, The TV ended and it would play God bless America. This is when I grew up, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. Where the programming ended. So I had no access to uh, internet there was no ghost hunters back then. I was drawn Mm -hmm. and pushed into the demonology section in the public library downtown on Main Street in Akron, Ohio, and I started reading everything they had on demonology. This is at 12, so this has always been pulling me, so I kind of forgot about it. I went to college. I moved, and then years later, for some reason, it's like I can't even remember what I was trying to do, which is hilarious. Um, It might have been a money spell or something, but I I went Mm -hmm. online. Now we have internet, and uh, on YouTube, and I'm finding women on YouTube, and I found I particularly wanted to find a black magician, and there really weren't any, and I found one uh, wonderful black woman I still follow and she was teaching hoodoo and voodoo and I was like okay I'll, I'll do this and I started mm-hmm. practicing what she was teaching in her videos in uh, my bathroom because at the time I had a roommate and so I was mm-hmm. hiding in the bathroom doing this right. stuff you know with uh, <laughs> the <went to> shower <laughs> running trying to say my little spells and stuff right. in the bathroom so that's how it started. Then it started to progress. When I didn't bust out into flames and things didn't start levitating, <laughs> uh, I was comfortable. Right. <laughs> going a little further and a little further, and it took years. Years passed, and I realized that this was—I wasn't satiated. I wanted to go to the next step. So I ended up. Mm-hmm. I, I found another person that was talking about the Golden Dawn. So I did research, mm-hmm. and I ended up joining the Golden Dawn. Then once I joined Mm -hmm. the Golden Dawn, I realized the Golden Dawn wasn't satiating me at all. And I started to go darker. A video popped up in one of the, you know, people you should watch thing. And I clicked on it and it was E.A. Coetting, who is a black magician. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of spoke to my soul. Like he was talking about demons and these demons I had read about. Obviously, you know, I was a scholar my whole life. I love demonology. I'm like, wow, this guy's Mm -hmm. actually preaching on what I have read he's familiar with what I know. Like I know the knowledge that he has, but I didn't know that you could do magic with demons. I didn't know that I was just reading about them. There's no grimoires in the Akron public library. So I started listening to what he was saying and it was almost like I was home. Like things just Mm. started clicking. I was like, yeah, that demon. Oh, I know that demon. Yeah. I read about that demon. He was (laughs) giving me a different perspective of it because if you Aren't seeking this knowledge. The only exposure you have to this is watching The Exorcist on TV mm. or Amityville or whatever it is, and it's always, you know, uh, I rebuke you in the name of whatever vile demon, mm. and it's it's that. You know, that's what you're you're watching Hollywood, but he's actually giving you practical application and knowledge. So with watching EA Coetting I started getting his books and I started practicing a little you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Again, mm-hmm. I'm like waiting to levitate, I'm waiting for, you know, the cat to <laughs> come. Right. Possession. I'm waiting. am for possession at any moment now and it never happened. And mm-hmm. instead of possession, I got I did the ritual for it I'm like oh my god this actually breeds results and I'm not trying to make anyone go into black magic but I'm saying for me this was what my life was supposed to be because it started when I was 12 and that's why I had instantaneous results when I picked it up because it's what I was doing. Half-life, the life before that, the life before that. It's almost like, you know, Cinderella, when trying to put the glass slipper on and finally it fits. Like, that's what I went through. <laughs> yes, <with laughs> exactly. Religion and magic and, you know, trying to do voodoo. Voodoo wasn't the right fit. It was cool. It got me a little mm-hmm. bit out of my dogma. When I put on that demonic slipper, it fit. Mm-hmm. It was tailored to me. It had insoles in it. I could run in it. I was like, this is my shoe. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. it. Yeah, this is it. So then I knew I'm home. I left the golden dawn because you can't do that type of magic and be a part of the golden dawn You take a vow. So I had to leave that behind. And honestly, when you find your purpose and your calling, it may have taken you 35 years to find it. But when you find it, you have such exponential growth that you grow 35 years in 10 months because you are home. Mm It's just an instant download just to you and coming to yourself so don't ever feel like you know you've wasted your life if you still haven't found your magical wings or whatever it is is when you find it and it clicks all that time will be made mm-hmm. up for you will grow so fast you know i became yes. like, a, like i became i guess butterfly i would say from a caterpillar uh within a matter of, of months because it was just I was instantly home. So, you know, that's how I got to where I am now. Um, Just specifically try to focus on anything that I can do with the demonic energy.
0: See, and it's so crazy. You know, again, I appreciate what you said about how it doesn't matter how long it takes you to find your path or Mm -hmm. your shoe. (laughs) That when you do, things just take off. And I was just telling someone this morning, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But within the last, and I mean, granted, it's because I've I've come into myself more. I have definitely, you know, because you and I had a session and it was amazing. And one of the things that you had pulled with one of the cards was me flat out just you are a witch this is what you are and i don't think that i ever really truly accepted it until that moment where i was like you know what okay you know i i do have abilities i i have had these experiences and then ever since things have just been like they're under a magnifying glass and things have just blown up and it's been what a couple of weeks a month or so it's been incredible.
1: Yeah, it's because you acknowledge it. The same thing happened to me when I saw True Blood and I saw that someone was like me, even though it was a fictional character, it gave me the word telepath. And I was able to, you know, experience exponential growth with that too, that acknowledgement of, oh, this is what it's called. This is what I am. And it starts coming to you even more. Right.
0: No, exactly. And, you know, one thing too that I want to touch on as well, because demons, they're so... I'm going to say misunderstood, that everything about them is completely misunderstood. Number one, It's so sensationalized within Hollywood media, you know, media and everything, because everybody wants everything to be a demon. You go into a haunted house. And I had just interviewed Patty, and we were talking about how a lot of the times you'll have these haunted locations. And if you have somebody that goes and provokes and yells and stuff, they leave that energetic signature. And when you do that, somebody else comes in, they feel that negative energy, but then they perceive that as... Ooh, it's an evil spirit, which, ooh, now it's a demon. And and now you've created this crazy egregore. So not everything is a demon, number one. Number two, like within the Golden Dawn, one thing that I had learned because I had also went down that path is they were very much, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but from my memory, it was very much like, they wanted to treat demons like slaves, like, "Hey, you will do this, and you are bound," and and all this stuff. And I always felt, for me, that it was more like what you had taught in your class that I had taken through the haunted diary. That it is a business agreement. There needs to be that mutual respect. It's not that you're you're the king and and what you say goes. That it's a it's a business agreement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as above, so below. Imagine if you went to someone who had a skill that you would like to utilize, but you enslaved them and told them they're going to do it because you're using the name of Yahweh. So you have the right feel their services for free. The first chance they get to turn on you and fuck you up, they're going to take,
0: right. (laughs) It's no different. (laughs) You know,
1: you're enslaving someone and making them do free labor because you have this name that thwarts them. Supposedly you think it's going to protect you but you can also approach it a different way with, you know, I really like what you do and I'd like to do business with you. Tell me what it costs. And, you know, all these people uh, on TV will have you believing, Oh, it's your soul. It's your soul. That's bullshit. They are a soul. That's all a demon is, is a soul. They have a soul. So they're bodyless souls. So why would they (laughs) want your soul? They have it. They are that. If anything, right. they want recognition. They want their name spread. They would like a little bit of energy. You know, um, they can enjoy things and are around through us. But they're not trying to take your soul. If anything, you know, they might want to take a whirl in your body. But your soul is off the table. They don't want that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like they they don't want that.
0: No, exactly. And uh, I, I love that your the series that you have been teaching over on the Honda Diary. Solomon's Demons and it's a it's a six part series which you know we're we're now as of this recording this Friday is going to be part five, right?
1: Part five, right.
0: Which I'm super excited for because I if you don't mind, I wanna say that I never knew that there were demons associated with the zodiac signs.
1: Oh yeah, they're definitely um gosh, there's like a demon for everything. <laughs> there there's demons the, that govern the zodiac. There are demons for everything. Yeah, there are um, demons that govern specific deacons, specific zodiac signs, mm-hmm. Aries, Pisces, Aquarius. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to get into that and let you know during every month of the year what type of magic you can do and what demons will assist you with that type of magic. Now, now
0: speaking of that, too, do you know anything about, because everybody always talks about animal
1: totems, animal
0: familiars. But what about demon familiars?
1: Mm, I don't know as much as familiar. Like when I think of familiar, I think of pets. You know, I, I don't know. And it's probably not proper to think of familiars as pets. Like I, I call my tarantula Miss Iggy. I call her my familiar, huh. but she's my pet, you know? <laughs> right. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't use demon and familiar in the, in the same sentence, if that makes right. sense. No, it does. It does, and I guess that for me, I've
0: always looked at familiars as a being that it's a being that is familiar to you with your energy and helps aid you in your magical workings. That's kind and of how I've always that used definition, it.
1: Definition? Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. using it as, as that definition, then absolutely. But you know, as far as the your black cat, Salem, on Sabrina the Witch, like no, <laughs> I, I wouldn't use it. right in, in that reference yeah, I wouldn't use it in that reference at all. Some of these beings that you're working with have already worked with you before and have already known you. It's like something's timeless mm-hmm. and if you believe in reincarnation and, and you know you're you're afraid yes. of them in this life and they're like, come on, I've been working with you for two thousand years. you know it's like get it <laughs> together and, Get it together in this life. like why do you think my name keeps ringing a bell in your ears? Why do you think you're drawn to me because you know me? Right.
0: Yes. Yes. And you know, and that was what was so interesting with Asmodeus, because he's somebody that, you know, he have to be, his name is one that I am most familiar with. And so when I took the first class of yours, it was just... Gosh, his name just kept coming up. And then that day, I just had, it was just such a powerful dream. And he's just like, right there. And so I had to tell you about it. And my jaw dropped when what I said to you was something of reality.
1: Oh yeah, it was funny. Like when the obviously they don't know what you're talking about. Um, I have a makeup right. line that I've been trying to develop, and Asmodeus is a beautiful being. And so I said, you know, maybe I'll do like a red to start out, a red lipstick to start out. And I didn't necessarily say the red was going to be his. <clears throat> but apparently mm-hmm. that's what he wants. And so <laughs> I was, I was so anyhow, <laughs> you, you got a vision. Asmodeus visited her in her dreams and basically told her about the red lipstick. And then she calls me and tells me about, I had a dream that you were starting this makeup line. And it, yeah, it was red. And the first lipstick was dedicated to Asmodeus. And I'm jaws like, I okay? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I mean, he's telling me. And <laughs> And <laughs> that right. he wants the red. It's so funny. I'm like, that red wasn't his. It was I forgot who I said. I was like, oh, I'll do red and maybe it's gonna be like a Belpagor or something like that. No. He's like, No, that I actually would like the red and <laughs> what you call it <laughs> and I'm gonna help you and it was just hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. You know, and that dream wasn't scary. It wasn't a dream, it was like I actually had a conversation with him. Didn't seem like it right. was scary for you, but I think he wanted to make himself known to you in a way that you knew that it was real and not a dream, and that's why he came and told you my secrets that I was talking to him about, because it would right. corroborate it, and then you can't deny it or brush it off, because it's, yeah. it's real. You know, what he told me was real. Only he and I know that. Yeah, it was really interesting. Right, yeah, and you know, it's
0: exactly like you said, too. There was no, I've never once been scared all of it it just feels, I don't know, normal, natural,
1: like talking with you right now. There's no fear. And it shouldn't be. It pisses me off the way they show demons on TV because, you know, you have to really encompass all human range of emotions when you're thinking about demonic energy or demons. It's so different. Even God has rage. You know, hello, old testament. um, (laughs) Yes. Oh, when you're only showing something in its worst state, it's attacking people and it's doing this and it that's one facet of it. And we are all capable of that. There are human Mm -hmm. beings that rape people. There are demons that will rape someone. There are human beings that kill someone. There are demons that will kill someone. I mean, it's no different. So if you are denying the nature of a demon, then you're also denying the bad nature of of yourself because nobody is all love and light nobody can go without sin I'm not saying that we all go to the left so far that we're killing and raping people but we are capable of right. it we have free will and so do they they can do good and they can do bad. It depends on how you approach them and depend on the situation. So a right. lot of these demons, you know, when I started working with them, amazing things happen. I don't know if I, you weren't in the class and I told you about, you um, I started working with Astaroth, demon associated with love, mm-hmm. uh, Astaroth, Chitar, Starte, all same uh, deific maps of the same person. And I did a love spell. And for about six months after I did that love spell, everywhere I went, at least once a week, I would find roses. And I'm talking about not like a Uh, rose petal, I'm talking about biggest, most beautiful red rose you have ever seen in your life. Perfectly unwilted would be just the head of the rose would be like by the trash can at the train station. I'll never work one night at probably like eight o'clock at night. I walked to the train, and there was a huge rose, again, on the train track. I'm like, okay, there's a rose on the train track. I take the train down to the subway, and then I transfer from the subway to my subway stop. I live in the middle of Hollywood. I live right by the Dolby Mm -hmm. Theater. You can imagine how busy that is. I walk up onto the subway station sidewalk. As soon as I get to the sidewalk, what's right there in my path? A rose. Another huge red rose. And it just kept happening. I'm like, okay, this is asteroid. Communicating with me, negative at all. It was just that connection, saying we're now connected. I see you, you mm-hmm. see me. Like when you see roses, like I'm connecting with you. And I, I went through oh. another breakup, and I had just the heaviest broken heart. I was so sad, and just you know, just so heavy with energy. And I walked. Right. I don't even know where somewhere, or whatever. And again, I looked down at my feet, there was a rose and I just began to like cry because mm. it's like, you know, Aww. thinking about communicating with you. Like, you know, I, I know you're hurting, right. I'm here for you. type thing is how I took it. So I am, I'm just so appreciative of finding my path, which is this path, because I've never felt more love and support from these beings than I have from, you know, the, the deific mask of Yahweh, God, whatever. I've never felt that. So, you know, because to me, it's just an egregore, but you're working with an actual energy of something that is an entity that is real, that has energy, it has consciousness that to Mm -hmm. me is real. You know, you're praying and praying and praying and praying to God and things don't happen for you. And it never happens. But as soon as you actually have an evocation or an invocation with the deity Mm -hmm. and it does happen for you and they keep communicating with you, I'm like, that is real and that is powerful. So that kind of, I went that way and I have never looked back. I have no regret at all at how my life has, um, has turned, I guess, for the best. It's a derailment for the best.
0: Right. No, that's, it's incredible and I love it you know and I love that because this is this is such a rare thing to be able to have a conversation like this about demons and everything and to hear about how supportive they are within your path and how when you do find because everybody does have their own path and everybody does have a calling to certain deities and everything and when you find yours it is so beautiful and then to also the other thing too that I don't think people and maybe this will shock a lot of people but to be able Able to work with demons for actual healing, to actually do healing work with demons. That's incredible.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're capable of everything. And, you know, I feel like there's a danger in Christianity and a lot of these religions when it makes you deny or denounce something because if you're in denial of it you don't realize you're under influence of it there's no way that you right. have these mega preachers and things like that in here <laughs> creating uh you know, these empires <laughs> with these leer jets yes. and all that type of stuff i'm sorry that is mm-hmm. asthma day in that ear all fucking day long because he loves some grandeur honey so it's like <laughs> <they're> <laughs>
0: You know, and yes. God
1: gave me, I'm like, no, I didn't of about six demons that love Learjets and uh, God is not one of them. You're under the influence of a fucking demon and you don't even know it. They're having so much fun with you and your bank account and your little sheep followers, you know? Right, <laughs> it's like, yeah. How can you not see this? I heard the voice of God. I'm, I'm pretty sure that voice was garbly. And it sounded more like King Paimon than Jesus. Oh, man. King Paimon and Bune love some coins. Yes. Yes. I'm like, I, you know, it's it's written in the Bible that, you know, what is it? A camel has a better chance of passing through the eye of a needle than a rich man in the gates of heaven. But then you have this guy in a Learjet driving a Maserati with two side bitches (laughs) and saying that he (laughs) Is preaching the word of God? I'm like, okay, you may be preaching what you think is the word of God, but God has his entourage around him, and they're all demons. They all have gold teeth and gold chains because it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you're not talking for fucking God. Like, stop it. Right. Stop it. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) I don't respect that. I so respect the magician that said, look, you know what? I went and talked to King Paimon, I did a ritual. And he has given me all this wealth. I so respect mm-hmm. um, Little Nas X, the, the black music, musician that came out. I was like, I worship Satan. And you see this guy is at the pinnacle of his career. It's like, yes, yeah, Satan did that for me. Yeah, exactly. Claim it. Yeah. You know, stop hiding yes. behind God. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are coming out of the closet, so to speak, with their, their practices. The thing, you know, God didn't do shit for me. Satan gave me this, you know, Mm -hmm. this Rolls Royce, Satan gave me that, Um, you know, and being honest about it because it's the same energy that's giving these mega preachers their money and their riches. It's the same entity, you know, on the darker side that is talking in these Catholic priest's ears when they're raping and molesting little boys. You know what I mean? It's it's the same energy, Mm -hmm. different spectrum, but it's not God and stop saying it's God,
0: you know? Yeah. No, exactly. And again, it goes back to the fact that once you can claim, hey, Asmodeus did this for me, Satan did this for me, or... St. Bridget did this for me. Whatever it is, that once you claim that, just that switch, that change and energy and in your own spiritual gifts and how things just all of a sudden they start to fall in line and things make sense and then you feel at home. And it's just such a power when you can finally claim it and say, you know what, this is me and this is what I do.
1: Exactly. I mean, you went through the same thing when someone had displeased you and you were suffering from it. And the second I was like, curse their ass. And you thought about it and you're like, oh my God, all of a sudden <laughs> yep. everything is gone. <laughs> <laughs> you realize you have the power to do anything. You can have, be, or do anything you want. Oh yeah. You no, know, you, it, you yeah. Can. So it's like once You you claim that it's like all of a sudden you stop suffering and you start, you know, taking action and manifesting and, and creating mm-hmm. your life. No more suffering. Christianity is the way of suffering Everyone wants right. to be the mascot, the martyr. Oh, the gosh, victim. I'm suffering so greatly. Yeah, the victim. Yep. It, it's a badge of pride. Turn the other cheek. No, curse that ass. Curse their ass. Just <laughs> <laughs> get of being the victim. And do what's Mm -hmm. right, you know. Do what's right. I mean, how do you just how do you just lay down and not take any action? Oh, God will handle it for me. Oh, Christ is going to do this. It's like, my come on. Some stories in the Bible, you got Christ flipping tables and beating people with whips, you know, in front of (laughs) in front of the (laughs) courthouse or whatever. So he didn't turn the other cheek. He was whooping that ass. So it's like, you know, why (laughs) do we only take this, this? We just diminish anything that doesn't fit this vision of being weak and passive and inactive and just accept anything that comes your way. We dismiss everything else. I just say, you know, I implore people to make your own decisions. Please get out of the dogma and slavery of your religion.
0: No, and I agree. I agree because time and time again, I have seen things happen. Like I remember there was somebody who was, they threw some stuff my way. And in a matter of 24 hours, I had my tire pop. I ran over the huge screw and just going down a normal route, huge screw out of nowhere, boom, pops my tire. And then I get home later on that day. And I actually had a DFI in my bathroom where it controls the electricity in half of the house. Well, it had malfunctioned and it smoked like I had to turn off the power so a fire in the wall didn't happen. And I knew that it was from this person. Oh, yeah. I knew that it was from this person. What if you were to sit there, I really believe this. If you're to sit there and just go, "Oh God, please, please stop this mean person from doing this. It's not going to happen. So I froze his ass. (laughs) I put him in the freezer (laughs) and
1: it stopped immediately. (laughs) Exactly. If you had been praying to God, that guy would have killed you. He would have got you in an accident on oh, yeah. of going down yeah. 80 <laughs> miles an hour, and you were exactly, died. exactly.
0: <sighs> so exactly, this stuff is this stuff is real. And and like what you were talking about earlier over the weekend, I had somebody throwing me some unhappiness. And I burnt my thumb pretty bad. And it was the third incident that had happened within a matter of days. And it was really clear to me that, all right, this person is doing this. This is legit. And so, because I've never burned myself like that ever, ever. And here's the crazy part. So I did my thing. I stopped it all. My thumb doesn't even look burnt. Like it hit moment that I decided... That I was going to take action against this person. And and I was talking with you about it. Boom. My thumb didn't hurt anymore. After it was like on fire for like three hours, all of a sudden, boom, pain's just gone. And now you can't even tell that I got burnt. It is the weirdest thing because it was a bad burn. Yeah, that's that's amazing.
1: <laughs> I'm glad.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, exactly. I mean,
1: it's you know, it's amazing to me that people will be under um, physical attack from spirits or things, uh, getting sick, unexplained illnesses. Go to the doctor seven hundred fifty right. times. Doctor cannot figure it out. They do not realize that it's spiritual warfare. The disease, mm-hmm. the pain, the whatever it is, is a spiritual attachment. Spiritual warfare, spiritual manifestation, Praying to God, God is not, treat, you know, nothing's happening. But the second mm-hmm they realize that, you know what, maybe it's something in my house that's haunting me or whatever it is. You know, you watch these TV shows all the time when the medium will come in and the yeah. medium straight out tells them, yeah. and they're like, oh, it, you know, is it a demon? And they're like, No, it's your grandfather. He fucking hates you. And he's been attacked <laughs> to you and drinking <laughs> you like a juice box, And you're going to die if you don't send him right. to the other side. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love the Dead Files is like my favorite show and I so respect Amy and I love her so much because very rare, I mean, maybe twice out of 13 seasons, has she ever said the word demon? It's always a human. Just like that person was, he burnt your thumb, he popped your tire, he made your thing smoke in your house. It would have been so easy for you to say it's a demon, but it wasn't. It was some jackass that was angry with you for whatever reason and he decided to attack you. And it doesn't exactly. even have to be sitting over a cauldron and doing a spell. A thought is a spell. Saying something yes. out loud is a spell. We curse people all the time, and we don't even know it. Oh, yeah. So, no. Yeah, just, that is just being uh, cognizant of that, I guess, stop hiding under the shroud of God for everything, I think, will magically enhance a lot of people's lives. Like, if you keep having bad luck and things just like you, things keep happening to you, Maybe try to do a cleansing on yourself, energetic cleansing or something like that, instead of praying to God. And I guarantee you might see an improvement. Oh, yeah. Nope,
0: exactly. And that can be... (laughs) uh, immediate as well. Like these things have immediate results. And it's just like what you said that our thoughts, our words, especially when you speak them out, they are power. They, I mean, they are spells. You put that out there, boom, you're creating it. You're making
1: it happen. Yeah. And people are making it happen to you. I mean, just as something as simple as cutting someone off in traffic and that person is mad at you and they, they, Cursed you, or so. Well, I hope you get in an accident and die, or something like that. That is a yeah. curse. Yeah. So that that's a curse. Exactly. But, you know, on you. You know, may not take effect the way that they wanted, but that person cursed you, and that curse is coming for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So yeah. It's like <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like you just have to be so aware. And if you're hiding under the shroud of God, you're never, you're mm-hmm. never going to get it. You're never going to get it. You're always going to, you know, have that mystery sickness, or my back is hurting and I don't know why, or my tire popped or this hat. So I just. Stop exactly. awaken. You don't have to go start, you know, communing with demons, but I feel like being aware of the <laughs> universe around us and realizing right. that everything's connected through um, quantum entanglement, everything is connected. Start exploring the universe around you outside of your synagogue, outside of your church, outside of your temple mm-hmm. and really start, I guess, familiarizing yourself with your, your atmosphere, your ability and your planet. It's, it's everything is mm. not under fucking God. I think right. God is a, a story that people tell to try to familiarize you with things and to try to give you some ground rules of how to live life and what to right. expect, but it's not everything. Like the real meat of it happens, I guess, in the cliff notes, I would say, <laughs> you know, I guess, <laughs> yeah, cliff notes. That's what I'm trying to say. Read the cliff notes. There's <laughs> demons in there. There's other gods in there. There's so much cool mm-hmm. stuff. If you read the cliff notes or read the book and stop watching the movie, maybe, because the book is always yeah. better than the movie. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Exactly.
0: <laughs> that would be my advice. Yeah. So I have three just fun questions that I like to ask to people that I have on. One is a question that I ask everyone, and then two, the other two are just kind of what I'm curious what your answers would be. The first one is, if you could only have one of the Claire senses, and you were to pick that one, and all the other ones go away and you can never use them again, which one would you choose?
1: Uh, my psychic ability. Yeah, I would. Uh, It'd have to be clairvoyance. Yeah, clairvoyance. I would take clairvoyance and then give up all the other. I just need a what's up. I couldn't imagine being blind in life without having that. So I, right. I would say clairvoyance. Awesome,
0: awesome. Yeah, no. And I and I totally feel you there for that one exactly. Yeah, because
1: I've never been without it. Could you imagine being blind and oh. having no heads up? If this is gonna happen, or oh my god, I couldn't yeah yeah I, I couldn't know <laughs> thinking about it gives me the willies I'm like oh like, yeah buoyant.
0: being an empath myself and being able to feel those things and to know certain things to to really imagine my life without that would just be you said you feel blind and then it would feel gosh just dark and uncertain for sure yeah very scary yeah okay the second one if you could have any actual magic ability the ones that you see in the movies so you got invisibility super speed teleportation which one would you choose
1: ooh um tele- teleportation maybe being able to teleport because then I could go back in the past and maybe try to change something. Maybe Ooh. I don't know that always turns out horrible in the movies, but maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would try, you know, I would try. So maybe, maybe teleporting
0: that would be really cool. Yeah, and you wouldn't ever have to get on a plane again, so it'd save money, right? Exactly. it's like just take your bag and straight <laughs> straight to Kiara, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, the next one, the last one, the one that I ask everyone is if you could legitimately turn into A, the theatrical fictional vampire that, you know, lives forever and can, you know, shapeshift because in the beginning they could shapeshift into a bat and wolf depending on the literature or a werewolf knowing knowing and this is what always gets me knowing that as you're transforming into the werewolf you have that pain and and you're going through that massive transformation which one would you choose
1: i'm gonna choose a vampire the way i live forever and i could just torture my exes until the day they fucking die because i'm never gonna die <laughs> I can go there and make them have a heart attack on their deathbed when I show up still 35, you know, and they're a, you know, 100 years old and be like, "You still ain't shit. Goodbye." I would yeah, I would I would be I, would oh my totally God, I be love it. be able to tell them that their their last dying breath, the last thing they hear is, "Then you still ain't shit." You know? (laughs) That that would be exactly what I would choose. I I would love that. I would make sure I was at every death, every funeral. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love it. I could be a petty bitch for all eternity. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, goodness, thank you so much. That uh, hour definitely went by really fast. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's too fun. Yeah, no, of course. And I would definitely love to have you back on. Can you share with everyone
1: where they can find you? Yes, so I am mostly on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube channel is Noir Grimoire. I'm sure she'll put a link down that way you'll be able to spell it. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is the same, noirgrimoire.com. And on Instagram, it is noir.grimoire. Perfect.
0: And then you also teach classes over on the Haunted Diary as well.
1: Yes, yes, I do. I teach every Friday at 5.45 p.m. for yeah for the Haunted Diary community. <laughs>
2: design